Hello beautiful friends, welcome to my podcast, Open Books, starring Lizzie B in her diary. Today I'll be reading directly from my diary, my my Cinderella journal. So we're going to go a little bit into the future today. For those of you who don't know, the video version is available on my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is called Lizzie B Loved, if you want to see my beautiful face. And audio versions are available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And I've been I've been fiddling with my with my mic for a bit. So you if you're watching the video version, you might not be able to see my lips. But today I do have a very cozy atmosphere. Today I actually woke up from a dream, and part of my dream was that I was leaving this driveway going downhill and I was stopped because I because there was a parade in the street and there was this horse-drawn pumpkin carriage in there and that's why you'll see a pumpkin today. Uh, I've been seeing pumpkins and have been really noticing and looking at them and being like, oh my gosh, these could totally be like horse-drawn carriages. So it's like, it's just super fun. And also I have a really cute picture of Cameron over there just, just cause it's fun and he's a cutie. And I also have a candle to set the cozy ambiance so that I can read you a little story from my Cinderella book journal. <laughs> um, so this story I will be sharing today, I totally randomly was at my altar space and I was looking at my journal and I decided to just open up a ran- to a random page. And it's funny because I was definitely thinking about this earlier and my friend reminded me of it a few days ago was that I had a really challenging experience in New York City, which is hours away from my house. And uh, I'm going to share more about it, but I got sick in New York City hours away. And it was a really challenging time, but it really showed me how fucking strong I was. So that's what I'll be sharing with you today. I actually... When I picked up this journal this morning, I opened up to a random page, and that's exactly the page that... Uh, the entry that I opened up to and it's funny because I also came up with my idea to start a Patreon which is where I post entries from my journal from my private journal from my personal diary for the world to read and I have an announcement about that towards the end so I'm very excited I will be reading directly from my journal because this entry is not available yet we're going into the future, and yes, try and give me grace, because my handwriting is still still tricky. I hope you enjoy. This is from Monday, July 18th, 2022, around 10.34 in the morning. Oh my god, do I have a story for you. So Saturday, this isn't the story yet, Camel and I, after he got out of work, had Panera, then headed out to TJ Maxx to get bath mats, and then Bliss so I could get some clothes. I found some super cute stuff. Then Camel and I went to the co-op to shop. I talked with my two friends there, and he was grouchy for the rest of the day. 
I did a fashion show for Caramel and my mom, which a fashion show is just me showing my new clothes. You know, fun, fun stuff. I would do that as a kid, too. Then Camel and I relaxed the rest of the day and got ready for New York City. All right, here's the New York story. So Camel and I woke up around 6 in the morning to get ready to head to Union Station, which is in New Haven. It's about an hour to two hour ride, car ride from here. We grabbed Duncan on our way and I even sat in meditation for 11 minutes, aligning to my higher self, saying all the things from my book, At this time, I was reading this book called The Book of Knowing and Worth, which is a very, it's a channel text. It's a spiritual text. It, I would say it's pretty advanced, especially the first time that I picked it up, but I love this book. Uh, And that was the book that I was reading. And in my meditation, I was just trying to align myself. Basically, this whole entire morning, I was just trying to fill up my cup as far as I could So that I could prepare myself to have an incredible, amazing day. I did everything that I could to make sure that I would. Was having an awesome time with Cameron in the car ride. We did a Mad Lib. We love Mad Libs. And we're super inappropriate and dirty about it too. It's funny. Camel read and I listened to Ram Dass. Just feeling super grateful. So if anybody knows or doesn't know who Ram Dass is... He has an album with East Forest, and it's amazing. Spotify, YouTube, it's an amazing album, and it just, oh, it's such a vibe, and it makes me feel so good every time I hear it. Looking at the scenery of the window on the train, on the way there, the train was actually heading backwards, which was kind of cool, and even more symbolic, heading back in time. Because we had done a trip very similar to this back in the day. And it was funny because I was trying to find my time turner and I couldn't find it. Which, if you watch Harry Potter, you'll know Hermione has that time turner necklace that you can go back in time. And I actually couldn't find it, so we skipped that. We got to Grand Central about two hours later. So it was a two-hour train ride around 1045 as we stepped out of the train, we were in this dark dungeony place that super stank, <laughs> lol. And then we got into the train station, which was absolutely beautiful and contrasted by the absolute chaos on the human front. I went to the bathroom there and I'll keep talking about bathrooms <laughs> because it's it's a theme. My first public bathroom in New York City And it was not the best, but a girl's got to pee. And I also changed my outfit. Uh, I love a good outfit change. And I love... The thing about clothes, I don't wear clothes to impress anybody. I'm not worried about how other people perceive me. But certain clothes, and especially if they feel like me, and I wear them, I just... I feel fucking amazing. It's about how I feel more so. Uh, And I got this really cute dress at the store the day before. Uh, And it actually kind of resembled puke, to be honest. But it was was cute. Uh, After I changed at Grand Central... 
yeah, Grand Central. We walked about 20 minutes to the Russian tea room for afternoon tea. And if you don't know what afternoon tea is, I mean, I, I fucking love tea. Cameron and I have got have been to the Russian tea room before and have gotten afternoon tea. And you have all of the tea that you want, your own little pot of whatever tea you want. And then they come out with these little finger sandwiches on this beautiful silver tray. And then they have a bunch of little desserts uh, that come after the sandwiches on a pretty little tray. And this place absolutely transports you. It's so magical on the inside. Green emerald walls covered in gold ornate frames and decor contrasted with the red leather booths. Just absolutely gorgeous. We sit, have Ruibos chai tea and our little sandwiches, which were so good. The most delicate bread paired with the best flavors. Very similar to our experience last time. But this time, I ate the sandwich, which contained shrimp. I have always told people, yes, I'm allergic to shrimp because my last and only experience eating shrimp was at my ex's house. (laughs) I had never had it before, and I figured all of these people are eating, and I'm not going to complain. So my ex was one of eight children, and all of the other kids are eating this food. I'm not going to... I am an only child, but I'm not going to complain, and I'm just going to eat my food and not be a brat about it. And, well, I was not feeling good 30 minutes later. I was feeling awful. I call my mom. She comes to pick me up and it's about a half a mile drive. And as soon as we get into the driveway, I vomit all over the ground. (laughs) And my mom is not the most nurturing person. She can, she can be, and she has her moments. But, uh, if, if like vomiting is already my worst thing, it is one of, it's, I mean, I can't describe a worse feeling for me. It is the worst for me. I hate it. And I couldn't imagine puking getting any worse, except for my mom is yelling at me as I'm puking all over the driveway. So it kind of reminded me of that. And that was the last time that I vomited. I vomited a second time that night and I was puking up whole shrimp because I wasn't chewing it. I was just swallowing it whole apparently. So fast forward to the Russian tea room. There isn't much shrimp on this little finger sandwich. Camel said something like, oh, there isn't that much. I'm sure you'll be fine. And I didn't want the fear to stop me. So I ate it. So a thing about me at this time was that I was like, come on life's challenges come on I I can fucking do it I can fucking handle anything I didn't really know what I was signing up for but I didn't want the fear to stop me I have noticed many times in the past that fear has gotten in the way of me growing and expanding and you know getting on new levels you know so I was like fuck the fear I'm just gonna fucking eat it anyway Especially because the last time that I had shrimp, it was my only time and I was eating it whole and I'm sure I was just puking up because I was just swallowing them whole and my body couldn't process it like that or something. 
And even eating it, I was like, blech. So, so we finish up our sandwiches, have a fabulous time. Seriously, I'm making the most out of every moment uh, and really enjoying the time that we have there because this is like an adventure. And honestly, the thing that I love about Cameron is he's always down for an adventure and we have so much fun doing new things together, even though this is kind of an old thing. Uh, it's still fun. We eat some of our desserts, then my second bathroom experience wasn't too bad. <laughs> then we walked around, Grant, around Central Park for a while. Thank goodness for some nature. Lots of birds, dogs, people watching. Horse-drawn carriages, which made me sad. Uh, I am like such an empathetic and sensitive person, especially when it comes to animals. And even though... At first glance, you see the horse-drawn carriages. They're incredibly ornate carriages. And it's funny. Oh my god, I'm just making that connection. I was just dreaming about this this morning. Oh my god, so funny. Um, so at first glance, it looks really good. And it looks like, oh my gosh, I want to go in one that looks so fun. But when you look at the horses, they look sad. And that's kind of what made me sad about it. Like... I would used to want to go to the zoo and go to the aquarium and all of those things, but I just, I can't handle it. I can't. Uh, seeing, it's like, it's like people in prison. It's not, it's people taking other people's freedom away and other beings like living animals' freedom away, and I don't like it. Uh, so, so I... Central Park, we planted our tushies on a couple of rocks, just soaking it all in. Oh, and my third public restroom experience, Central Park was not the best. LOL. So after chilling for a while, we decided to leave for St. James Theater, which is another 20-minute walk. Uh, in St. James Theater, we were seeing the Broadway play. Cameron and I bought tickets to see Into the Woods which we were really excited about. That's That was the whole reason why we were there in the first place, was to see this Broadway play. And, oh my gosh, New York really showed me how grateful I am to be living in the country. The air smells good and fresh where I live. And not that there's not that many people, and we're not close to each other. So, in New York, I definitely felt claustrophobic there. And New York is so glamorized, I feel, in movies and TV shows. And it's just this, like, the most magical, beautiful place. It is magical and beautiful, but in August, it smelled like trash. There's just trash everywhere. It's crowded. People are on top of each other. It's just, it's definitely, for me, it's a place that I go and visit when, uh, once in a while. But going somewhere else really made me appreciate home. So many things to be grateful for in Connecticut, which is where I live. We got to the St. James Theater, even more freaking people, and the seats, oh my god, I couldn't even straighten out my shoulders. It was so claustrophobic for me, and poor Cameron, Cameron's six foot four, and he's all legs. So he really didn't have any room to, 
he was just like his legs were to his chest the whole time. The show is amazing. Up until about halfway through the first act, I started sweating and feeling super hot. It was really difficult getting out, getting to my seat, and I didn't want to bother anyone to get out of my seat. So I was just fanning myself with the playbill like this the whole time because I was sweating and super uncomfortable. The show was still great, but I really couldn't enjoy it with the way that my body was feeling. I was counting down the songs until intermission, which felt like forever. I was dying, and I thought it was just because of the tightness of my bra. I, Fun fact, I hardly ever wear a bra. I do not like them. I just want to be free. I am, yeah, free of the nipple. And I thought it was the tightness of my bra, and I thought it was the amount of people that I was near that was making it so fucking hot. So, at intermission, I raced to the bathroom. There was already a line, so I had to wait, but I got the big bathroom. <laughs> I took off my bra and realized that it wasn't my bra, and it wasn't the amount of people, uh, and I was getting sick. So, TMI, here's some graphic language. I was shitting liquid for several minutes, and I texted Cameron, I can't stay for the second act. <laughs> there was no fucking way. I I felt terrible. I just wanted to go home. That was all I wanted to do. I was feeling terrible in the bathroom and I was just like, Cameron, we just got to go home. Uh, and I felt bad about the, the play, but home, just got to go home. So after a while of shitting in the bathroom, I met Cameron and we started heading out of the door. And I had this overwhelming feeling of, oh, wow, I'm going to vomit. I'm looking around. I don't find any garbage cans that I need to do my, sh do my shit. I only see flower pots. <laughs> and Cameron's like, why don't we just go inside and use the theater bathroom? So I do that. And I go by myself. And Cameron waits for me at the entrance in the lobby. And I go to a different bathroom. And this bathroom is huge. It's fucking gorgeous and the best bathroom in all of New York City. So if I was going to be shitting and vomiting my brains out, this was the bathroom to do it. And I'm shitting again. I hadn't gotten sick like this in years. About nine years when I vomited in my mom's driveway. I got up to walk. Camel comes in. Thank God. And I feel like I'm going to hurl. But I don't. And then I pray and ask God, universe, whatever you resonate with, to help me feel better. Well, this request can be responded to in many ways. <laughs> Sometimes things have to get worse in order for things to get better. And I was just thinking to myself, oh my God, how will I survive the 20-minute walk to Grand Central, the two-hour train ride to New Haven, and the two-hour car ride back home? I am so far from home, no hotel, no refuge, just this theater bathroom. I was freaking out, but staying surprisingly calm, which, shocking, shocking for me. I go to the bathroom, I ask Camel to pat my back, kind of like a baby, like you burp a baby, and I vomit. My stomach is still feeling uneasy after this, but thankful to get that shit out of me. I 
Hmm. I don't know what this says. I what a little with camel that some more talk to a couple of really empathetic kind strangers poor camel missing the second act also i hadn't vomited in several several years and it was like the great purging purging everything physically and metaphorically we hung in the bathroom a bit more because this was the bathroom to get sick in out of anywhere else in new york Everyone busy enjoying the second act. That was kind of the beauty was everybody was just uh, watching the second act of this Broadway play. So I walk around a little bit more, not eager to leave just yet because when I vomit, it usually happens at least twice. And I asked my body with my thumb and pointer finger if I'm going to vomit or shit again. And my body said no twice. So... If you're watching the video version of this, I'm going to show you a little trick that really helped me uh, and helped me get in tune with my body and listen to what my body really needed. So the thing is, is that the body knows all of the answers. The body has the answers. So if you're watching the video, you basically take your thumb and your forefinger and you lock them up and you create this chain. And when the chain doesn't break, that means that the body is telling the truth. So I asked myself, am I going to shit again? Yes. And when it breaks, that's a lie. So yes. And then I asked, am I going to shit again? No. And it stayed like this. So it was my body telling me I'm not going to shit again. <laughs> and I asked my, my body again, am I going to puke again? And I said yes and no. So my body was telling me, very obviously that I was not going to puke or shit again. And I'm fucking telling you I didn't. And it worked. Which I was so grateful for. Because there were so many opportunities to shit again. And have to puke again. Um, could be on the ride over to Grand Central. Could be in the two hour train ride. Could be in the car. The two hour car ride. Like there are a lot of opportunities for me to get sick again. Water break. Alrighty. And then the show is over. People flooding out of the building. We make a run for it. Call an Uber. Muhammad took us to Grand Central and gave me gum. Thank you, Muhammad. And we grabbed snacks at the station and got on the train. And I was so nervous to get sick again. So I just took it easy, being super gentle with myself and rested for a bit. And oh my god, the universe was trying everything to prolong me getting home. The train was delayed, stopping, it, stopping on our way there, then lots of traffic on our way home. We got back at 11.04 p.m., I got sick around 4 p.m. And it was several hours to get home. Was so nervous it wasn't over with yet. And didn't want to say anything, but my body told me the truth and I survived. Like, it, it really, it didn't happen again. And my body was right. I kept a really strong and brave face. I got some Mediterranean for me for dinner and Cameron got KFC. 
I vented about my mom on the way home. So because of this great purging, I was definitely reminded of the last time that I got sick and was feeling like a lot of anger towards my mom. So I honestly, I have honestly let my mom off of the hook so many times. So this is honestly kind of true. And I don't even say, I don't even really mean off the hook right now. It's like people only know what they know. I don't blame people for not having the awareness that they don't have. It's 2.22. It just changed. But I can't blame someone for not knowing better when they were never taught. Or, like, I don't blame people for not knowing something that they don't know, you know? Uh, But at this time, I was definitely feeling angry. Uh, And especially because my dad, I've... We have an even more challenging relationship, so a lot of my energy and anger has been going towards him. But I was really venting about my mom because I was getting a lot of things were stirring up in me. Like, I I have the right to be mad at her. But luckily for her, I know she doesn't know any better and she's just, she's kind of like a child trapped in an adult body. And that's kind of how I look. I look at some people who don't necessarily know how to regulate their emotions it's just it's just better to look at it that way and have more empathy one of the one of the things she told me the other night verbatim was you treated me like shit you did and I let her explode while staying calm but it's unfair of her to say that to me because I was just a child From whatever age until 18, she was the adult and I was the child. And if you never teach me how to respect you, how can you expect me to just know? Well, luckily, years later, I taught myself how. And honestly, I've always been at the other end of the bombs she's dropped. All of her pent-up aggression and anger from work, her boyfriends, my dad, her sister and brother-in-law, all of that would be dumped on me. And it was the same the other day, too. I vaguely remember this, and I think my mom was probably just feeling frustrated. And I think sometimes my mom feels most comfortable venting and releasing that stuff with me, which I totally understand now. Uh, But it was kind of like, it's just like, just... I would take that thing, those things personally and do I deserve to be disrespected or um, treated in a way that's less than amazing? No, I don't. But I luckily have the awareness that I know that it's not personal. I used to take it really personally, but now I'm not, I don't take it as personally. So that's good. But luckily I didn't... But luckily, I didn't take it personally. I took the high road, and I'm proud of myself. Uh, And honestly, I think she thinks she's incapable of respecting my boundaries. So instead of saying, I don't think I can, the the blame is shifted on me. That I treat her like shit, and she's done being treated like shit. 
So I vaguely remember this conversation. I think I was setting up some boundaries for her. And boundaries, oh my gosh, communicating boundaries, especially with the people that you love and are the closest with, can be really challenging and uncomfortable. And my mom isn't very used to boundaries uh, and other people setting boundaries. It's more chaotic than that. (laughs) Growing up, I think for her and especially for me growing up, it's been boundaryless. And she didn't, she thought that me setting boundaries was actually disrespectful. Uh. And this... I just always remember my mom talking to me about, like, don't treat me like shit. Don't treat me like shit. Um, but it's, it's, I have realized that I, if people don't know how to treat me, I have to show them how to treat me. And, uh, it's taken me a while to understand that. Let's see. But I feel like my mom, so she kind of would shift the blame to me instead of taking responsibility. So I set a boundary and I don't think that she thought that she was capable of doing, of like honoring that boundary. Actually, you know what the boundary was? I said to her, I do not want to talk about my dad with you because my mom and my dad, they had a really tumultuous relationship. They were never married. And were officially broken up when I was two. And they would kind of, before that, would kind of go back and forth. And then after they broke up, it was a lot of, like, he said, she said. And I was in the middle, constantly in the middle. And it just triggered me when they would talk about each other. And I just don't want to talk about either of them to either of the other ones, uh, you know, talking to my dad about my mom or my mom about my dad. It just, it just wasn't, wasn't what I wanted. And I think that that was the boundary that she think, I think she had a hard time with. So instead of kind of taking responsibility that she couldn't handle it, she kind of shifted that responsibility to me, the blame to me. And Cameron said this last night about my uncle. It's just easier to blame me than to look at themselves and reevaluate. Like, fine, blame me, but don't question why I'm not around anymore. Uh, And this is so true. I think that it can be a lot easier to blame other people, which is why, yeah, (laughs) I've been in situations where it was really hard and challenging to trust myself and trust my trust my perception and my reality because people could not fucking take responsibility uh and it made me just feel crazy but it honestly is more likely an insecurity of other people uh not me love love all of you though uh but also if anybody is listening to this and have parents or family that also don't take responsibility for their actions it doesn't mean that it's your fault i have distanced myself from a lot of relationships because they're they're unable of taking uh responsibility like i try and own my shit all the time i try to apologize as often as i can because 
well when I do something that I do regret. And that is because I didn't get any apologies as a child when my parents would make mistakes. And it made me feel crazy. Uh, And I think validating other people's emotions and taking responsibility is important. Important for growth. And we all make mistakes. It's normal. It was a really tough day yesterday. But fuck. I am so proud of myself. That I can do the hardest shit ever. And Lizzie, you are so strong. So proud of you. I, um, I talk very nicely to myself in my journals. Lizzie, you are truly the person you, the parent you deserved. And I'm so proud of all of the stages you've gone through. And coming this far is amazing. You a tough ass bitch. Also, I was reflecting the LA and Vegas trip, which was hell week. I felt nauseous the whole time. But I wasn't allowing things to get worse before they got better. So, when I say that, in New York City, I allowed myself to get sick so that I could feel better. But in, and I talk about hell week, the week from hell, in my first episode, I believe, and of this podcast. And I went on vacation. Uh, with my dad and my stepmom and it truly was the week from hell I just want to plug in my my computer it truly was like that was probably one of the uh, hardest weeks of my life but I felt completely nauseous the entire time and I didn't allow myself to, to for things to get worse. I didn't allow myself to puke. So I just... I was suppressing it all. Everything. All of my emotions, all of my feelings, all of it. And then after... And, you know, in New York, I just let things get worse and then I felt better. Lizzie, you a strong bitch. Love you. Thank you, God. And Camel and me... And everyone for getting me home last night. I'm so grateful. Now I will be relaxing all day. The rest of this entry, I actually filmed this in a longer video. It's like a seven minute video on my Instagram. So if you want to watch the rest of that, it's it's a different vibe. It's a heavier vibe. Uh, If you want to watch the rest of it on my Instagram, you totally can. My Instagram is actually where I post the most frequently. It's called Lizzie Be Loved, L-I-Z-Z-I-E-B-E-E-L-O-V-E-D, which is the same exact channel as my YouTube channel. So if you're watching the video, make sure to like this video, subscribe, and comment down below if any of this resonated with you. I have some announcements, so I'm going to make some announcements. I'm going to plug some things here now. I am changing the structure of my patreon so for those of you who don't know i have a patreon where i post public post my personal diary entries each and every week so there are about 60 entries that are available for patrons to read and i post four new entries each and every week so 
I originally was charging members for this uh, to be able to read my entries, but I'm deciding to change the pricing structure. I want it to be available for everyone if you feel called to read it, and I do not want the price to be a factor, and I don't want that to be a reason that you're not able to read it. So I am making my Patreon free. There are going to be a few options, actually. So of course, it could be free if you can't afford anything and maybe you just want to see what it's all about. There will be an option for it to be free. I am also collecting donations, 100% of the donations. So if you sign up for as a member and you want to donate X amount of dollars per month, all of that money is going to go to a bail fund, which helps disproportionately black and indigenous people of color receive bail money so that they can be free. In our system in America, I feel that the legal system, the justice, is not, it's not fair here. And I think that depending on your sentence, uh, depending on the crime that you did, more so depends on the color of your skin. Because for the same crime, it's not the same sentence whether you are white white or not and that includes bail money so those who people of color often pay more money for bail for the same amount of for the same crime as a white person and i think that equality is very important and think that freedom is very very important I think everyone deserves a second chance. Everyone deserves to be free and live the life that they choose and they want to. And 100% of all of the money that I receive um, from donations on my Patreon will be going to this bail fund that will help individuals, people of color, receive the bail money they need in order to be free. Uh, freedom is something that I'm very passionate about and I do not think it's fair for uh, punishment to be dependent on the color of your skin versus the actual crime itself, as well as bail money being more money for people of color. Uh, I do not agree with that. So all of that money, if you do decide to sign up for my Patreon and donate money, all of the money will be going to that bail fund. And if you don't want to donate, you don't have to. Um, and it'll just be free for everybody. But my Patreon is called Patreon. It's it's called Lizzie B Diaries, but patreon.com slash Lizzie B Diaries is the website. Let's see. I come out with a new episode. So if you don't want to wait to listen to these episodes, if you want to read more, uh, read ahead and are just curious about how I've lived my life and how I perceive my reality, that'll be on there. I come out with a new episode of this podcast, Open Book, starring Lizzie B and her diary every Friday, where I read directly from my diary, video version on YouTube, audio version wherever you listen to podcasts. I have a, I'm enrolling 10 sacred rebels, women who, uh, resonate with my story and are looking to live a more free and authentic life, 
women who want to release themselves from societal pressure, from pressure to be someone that they're not, who want to have the tools that they need in order to live a life that they love, set healthy boundaries, know how to fill up your cup, know what drains your cup. There are so many things that we will be learning in Butterfly School that will take you from a caterpillar to a full-fledged butterfly ready to spread your wings. If you're curious about this Butterfly School, it is a six-month program where we will be having monthly group coaching calls. There's a Facebook group community where we all can just support each other, know, know that we're not alone on our journey, and be there for one another. And yeah, if you want to learn more about Butterfly School details, make sure to go to youhavetheanswers.kajabi.com or it's at the link in my bio on my Instagram, Butterfly School details. I also have a free masterclass if you want to get a taste of what Butterfly School is like. It's called How to Not Give a Fuck, but actually where I share with you five tips that help me to be who I am. They're gonna. It's going to help you see the world in a different way. It's going to help you not take things so personally, what other people do. I share a key to self-love that nobody ever talks about and a new perspective, a new fun way of looking at the world. And I hope that in this masterclass, you are able to have the tools to just not give a fuck how other people perceive you and what other people think. Because I think a huge part of freedom is sovereignty, is being whole and complete just as you are. And when, at least for me, when I cared a lot about what other people thought of me and how other people perceived me, that took away my freedom. And I want to give all the women and all the humans empowerment to just not give a fuck what other people think and live the life that live a life that they love and not because other people want them to because I have had a lot of experience with that (laughs) I think that's about it yeah follow me follow me on Instagram all of that stuff that I described is at the link in my bio on my Instagram uh And yeah, yeah, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. This was a fun one. This is actually my second time doing it, but I'm glad that I refilmed it. And such a magical time this morning. I opened it up to that page and yeah, the universe is like, it's crazy. It's really, really cool though and really fun to see all the synchronicities. But I hope you enjoyed this. Make sure to rate my podcast. I I heard that's a thing uh, wherever you listen to this podcast so that more people can get their hands and ears on it. And I will see you next week. Sending you love, friends.